It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over the movie. What's going on, fellow Uplanders, and welcome, welcome to another upland property experts podcast i am your host too stupid to win and as always joined by thank me later how you doing tonight Ooh, excited um is probably the that's how i'm doing excited excited i mean everybody was looking forward to this podcast come uh once the landmarks boats were complete and official out with that was there did something happen this week maybe a little little thing (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry, we'll we'll have that in uh in much detail coming up later on in the podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh we do have Block Unchained with us as our special guest tonight. Uh, he'll bring uh he's got a special announcement. He won't tell us what's going on. Also, uh New York Minutes here. So we got T Davis live from Little Italy once again this week to bring us great updates. And you guys have to stay through this whole episode whole episode yeah i mean chances are if you're not listening to it live it will already have been spoiled let's be honest but if you don't know the surprise you got to say to the end it's well worth it trust us on this have we let you down yet well let's not let's not ask questions we don't want to answer (laughs) (laughs) now if you are finding us ooh. Speaking of finding us, we are approved on Amazon Music. So you can find our podcast on Amazon Music and also the Audible app. We're expanding week by week. I finally just canceled my Audible app, actually. I hadn't used it in, I don't know, months. So that's, that's, a, a, that's a little awkward. You can listen to us free on a bunch of other places, too. So uh, Spotify. That's where I listen. I listen on Spotify. So you're listening to podcasts now. Okay, I lied. I don't listen on Spotify. But if I did listen, I would listen on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But if you are finding us on one of the platforms and you want to know what are we going to be talking about this whole episode and what are these two guys talking about, what is Upland? We'll go to one of the immortal founders for that definition. So Upland is a digital metaverse that's kind of like overlaid on top of the real world. Uh, Upland's inhabitants uh, play various games and competitions uh, and they earn by trading the digital properties or assets or you know, even running their own businesses and they connect with their local communities uh, of Uplanders. Um, the Upland metaverse is built with blockchain technology and this powers a real world economy where participants are able to extract monetary value back into the real world. Couldn't have said it better myself. Could you? I mean, I could, but I don't want to upstage the master. So, fair enough. Fair enough. No, no, I mean it's yeah, it's huge and it's it's ever evolving. And I think a lot of things we're going to be talking about today are, are leading into some of that evolution. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. And speaking of that, because I always forget this all the way to the end, the disclaimer <laughs> is the views we on the need that disclaimer today. Very much so. Very much so. This disclaimer is. Uh, Highly important, but the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of myself, Too Stupid to Win, Thank Me Later, 
T. Davis, and any guests on this podcast and do not represent those of Upland.me unless explicitly stated. All views and opinions are not intended to malign any individual or company. So if we hurt your feeling, we didn't mean to. Grow a little thicker skin. Oh, damn. I wouldn't say that. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Me either. Me either. But that is our disclaimer. Uh, We'll jump right into the numbers this week. A lot of exciting numbers. Rich town. I just come from the poet's pond. Bright light city life. I got to make it this so is Fresno going to be the poorest part? So that's, I'm prepping for Fresno right there because they just come from the poorest part. So, <laughs> Dude, you're just crushing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all the slumming it, slumming it in Fresno. Got to slum it in Fresno. I mean, you're the one already saying that you're going to take a 10% over mint on any Fresno property. So. Well, I don't know about any, but, you know, team is literally, well, we're going to get to numbers here in a minute, but the nonsense that team has been pulling this week is causing me to have to like rethink my Fresno game. Cause I wasn't going to go big in Fresno, but I might have to just to keep my, uh, property record intact. Yeah. He's, he's coming for you. I mean, you thought Z Hidalgo was coming for you in the, uh, up squared area but no team is coming for you on your king of properties so this week on dapradar.com under rankings and games upland is still sitting number two at uh 2.54 k uh 24 hour users we've pretty much been floating right around there plus or minus uh about 500 users but look at that on the seven day there Thank me later. I mean, is that surprising? No, it's not surprising. And it's right. It's going to get bigger. So Upland is number one on the seven day average users. Uh, past Splinterlands at 7.42 K. Now Splinterlands is down. They used to be up around eight, nine, 10 K, but Upland still on that upward trajectory. So we'll be there soon enough. I mean, I honestly just don't hear a lot about, I mean, I'm not in that those circles, though, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like Splinterlands. I mean, they've kind of like launched their stuff. I don't. Are they doing new stuff? I don't know anything about it. So, me either. But still, as we report every every week, slowly but surely, those five uh, five games on Thundercore slowly working their way down on their monthly user average. But Galaxy Blocks, Math War, Color Craze, Brain Warp are ahead of us. But Upland's number Thundercore. five. Yeah. Well, it was whatever that spike was. You could see, like, I wonder what the actual, like, the daily activity was. Like, one day, somebody downloaded all of them. I don't know. There must have been something weird. Yeah, because if you look at the 24-hour usage, Galaxy Blocks 915, Math Wars 789, Color Craze 774. So yeah. they're definitely falling off whatever they may be there. But, all right, enough about that. Let's get into the exciting numbers. This week, uh, yeah, where, where do you want to start? Because Well, it's interesting because we actually got bibbing in here. Um, 
Which, okay, so I mean, the obvious, the big news, at least for me, is Team. Tium. I was corrected, and somebody said that his name is probably Tium, like golf. Yes. So, uh, let's see. Nishiren says he can't hear us. Try, I don't know. Somebody help Nishiren so he can hear us. I don't know. Try your, try your something else. No headphones or something. <laughs> yeah. So TM. Okay. Anyway, um, TM. I don't know. You're in. You're here, so you can tell me in chat if it's team or TM or whatever. Um, the the big thing here is he is a thousand percent vested in visitation. That's the other thing. I don't know how to say it. Visitation Valley. I just call it VV. Um, TM. Okay. TM says it's TM. Uh, Visitation Valley, and I thought Bibbing had it locked down on his golf course and like owning. I figured he would he would reign supreme on owning the most properties in a single neighborhood, probably for the rest of the game, as far as San Francisco is concerned. Oh, TM is his initials. Anyway, um, I'm super ADD tonight, uh, <laughs> but TM just said nope. I'm going to destroy every known record related to property ownership inside of a neighborhood. He has over a thousand properties in a single. Oh, oh, did, did he get music for that? (laughs) No, he did not get music for that. I was prepping uh, the the music for uh, New York minute, the cheesy Italian music for T Davis. Oh my goodness. Could you get your act together? Can you prep this before we're live? My gosh. Okay. So TM over a thousand properties in a single neighborhood, just to put that in perspective, I think he has more properties in visitation Valley than you do altogether. And you're fifth in property ownership. So his ownership in a single uh, neighborhood, which by the way, it's not like it's a 500 up X property neighborhood either. Now it's, I mean, it's it, you're thousands of up X per property and uh, you're not taking over the world. He's taking over visitation Valley, which is so cool. I really like that. I'd like to see a screenshot of his map. Who else we got? Who else is moving and shucking? Look at that. T- oh, T Davis breaks the hundred mark. We got uh, Bloodless coming up. Bloodless won like three of these contests too. Yeah. I caused some shenanigans on that. But what, no, uh, what else we got? Any other movers and shakers? No, Anyone but dro- to crack the top 100, you need to hit 117 properties. 117, which, I mean, I think TM does that just like in an afternoon. Just like, hey, let me go buy another 100 properties in Visitation <laughs> Valley. Like, my goodness. So with with that jump, uh, once again, Tia made a jump in his net worth. Um, but, the, but the biggest news is yeah, TM jumped up 24 yeah. spots. But, but the biggest news on the net, net worth jump is Jonesy. He's new to the top 100. And he just didn't come in squeaking into the top 100. He came all the way in at 19th. Oh man, we should have had uh, uh, come in like a wrecking ball. Uh, now you tell me. We had all that prep time. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Jonesy checks in at number nineteen at thirteen point 
$1.36 million UPEX. Uh, congratulations on your wonderful auction win there. In usage, jumped 39 positions. Mick 3337 jumped 39 positions this week. Um, yeah, so Jones, I mean, congrats to, um, I mean, that was a crazy auction. I mean, I wasn't going to go more than eight on it. And, I mean, it's it's a one property. It's in financial district. Um, there's a, There was a lot of appealing factors to it. Um, we'll talk more uh, about the landmarks coming up, but huge congrats to Jones. I got a, I, we did a stats audit and he had like, I think he did the 10 million, uh, UPEX package. So nice. Uh, yeah. Cause all of a sudden he had like a bank of 10 million. I, I, th- I hope he got the rest of those, uh, FD properties. Cause that's a lot of, uh, you need that collection. Uh, hopefully he didn't tie. I got to go check the map now see if he touches the one I've been eyeing. I've been dreaming about. The one that we were talking about earlier, the one that was like a million. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And then there's a 1.6 out there, but yeah, the correct- there's a couple more ones, honestly. Like I just, there's a couple other like one properties in financial district. Yeah. Uh, to crack the top hundred for net worth, you need 3.16 million and that's sniper viper holding down spot number 100. Yep. And TM cracks the top 10 and up squared. I mean, you own 104,773 up squares, but you're all over the map. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the the amount of concentration in a single area, again, I don't, I don't think anyone could have predicted. And with over 50% of SF already sold, I mean, the, you just it's not going to be financially viable to do what he's doing um, in the future, which is crazy. Like he came in, um, I mean, he, he came in at a time when I honestly, I wouldn't have predicted it. Like you just don't think that something like that's going to happen um, this far into San Francisco. Maybe somebody does it in New York, but it's kind of expensive. It's Fresno. Sure. Somebody could buy up a, a chunk of light, but I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving watching it. I'm loving him posting in the stats channel, uh, checking his his neighborhood property count and watching it just skyrocket. When it broke a thousand, I thought I, I was going to lose my mind. I mean, it's kind of like um, what's that the the sprinter record? It was like, uh, and I'm going to mess up the stat. Like uh, took however many years for somebody to get you know under a certain time for the hundred meter sprint or whatever. I think Jesse Owens broke it. And then like within a year, like other people started breaking it. We waited so long for somebody to break a thousand properties. Um, and it was like a crawl and here TM just comes in like, boop. Hey, I have a thousand properties in one neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have people come up, you know, um, I love it. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does with all those properties in that area. You know, Hodler came up, he, he cracked a thousand, then Sunstar and Eric P. Martin, but then Eric sold some properties and then I came through and team said, ah, this is child's play. I'm just gonna, just gonna just jump. Bypass everybody. <laughs> Number two, 
coming for the throne. I'm not putting out a challenge to beat my 1500 because honestly, I quite like that record. And, um, but I'll probably have to shell out a little bit more now for Fresno. Oh um, yeah. Just, I mean, he's only, he's only 300 and, uh, 33 properties behind you 333 behind you but honestly i don't know if i'm even going to count fresno because i was i was going to say that before and we need to make sure that we um take out like the fresno numbers and stuff Uh, if you buy in one of the major cities or just maybe fsa you you can't count fsa properties i think like that's a different record why not how i own a crap ton of properties that would be considered fsa right now no 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 they they get marked. It's like the well, scarlet yeah. letter. Like I think it's it's probably a property. I wonder. I'll have to ask Hacker or somebody. Like, can you identify on the chain which properties are FSA? Um, if you bought it pre FSA, that counts. That's completely valid. Post FSA, if it's marked FSA, I think it should be in a different category for our stats. But that being said, I'm still going to buy a ton of them because if they're cheap, I'll help. I'm in helping the community, right? I'm just helping out new players by buying their cheap properties for a profit for them. So they're making money. It's a win-win. Leave me alone. Move on. <laughs> All right. Move on. <laughs> All right. With, with moving on to that, it's time to hit our uh, New York Minute. Live from Little Italy, it's a New York Minute featuring T. Davis. How you doing this week, T? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me again. Uh, just first to start off, just huge shout out to Mixplick again and DailyUplander.com for supplying me and us with the data that we use. Um, huge shout out to Mixplick. Uh, for the numbers for this week, there hasn't been a whole lot of difference or, or change. Uh, I think that's going to change by the next podcast coming at the end of the month with the big New York opening. I should have quite a bit to report on, but for right now, the neighborhoods are looking relatively the same. A little bit of movement on NoHo in regards to uh, selling out. It's about 6% left there. Theater district dropped down to 7.8. And then similar movement on Midtown East and Midtown sitting at right around 30% unminted uh, this week's fun fact, since I did a fun fact last week, I think I'm going to make this a, uh, a regular thing. New York, New York City has a, a weird economic law, which is the price of a slice of pizza and a subway ticket are approximately equal in price, which is about $2.75 right now. And they have mysteriously kept in sync since the 80s. So when one goes up, the other one follows suit within a couple of months. So pretty neat. Neat fact. Interesting. Okay, so uh, for players um, in in New York properties, we have Brian. Brian came out of nowhere to land in the top 40 with 30 property purchases in the last week alone with a very large percentage of them in the Upper East Side. He has a net worth of approximately $1.3 million and of his 30-plus properties, he only owns one in San Francisco, so it's looking like he's all in on New York. So nice work, Brian Brian. He did have one for sale in Little Italy prior to my research for the podcast, but he does not now. So um, 
there was a small shakeup in the top three for New York properties. Sunstar took over the top spot with 167 properties, pushing Atomic Pop to second with 161. EH0405 still has a significant hold on the third spot with 120 properties. And the top 10 runs out with Kent, Hodler, Prospect Gold, Wicked M, TM, Brett Gerber, who made his top 10 debut at number nine, and MG at 10. So for our initiatives, we really don't have a whole lot to report on between Upland 5th and Town. Uh, Upland 5th is still sold out. There's been some activity in the Discord server channel, so check that out. And then Midtown still has the best landmarks, in my opinion. And that brings us to uh, Little Italy. Little Italy is also still sold out with the cheapest for sale property costing around 25k, and then the lowest markup being over 30 percent. So we're starting to see a nice upward trend in that metric. I remember a couple of weeks ago it was about 20 percent. So don't miss out on your opportunity to be a Little Italy property owner later this month to enjoy the perks that come along with that. Which leads me to my next point. We have a very special announcement to make. It's been alluded to in the fan server for a couple of days now that there was going to be a Halloween costume app for the default block explorers. And the Little Italy team is proud to announce that it's been deployed and ready for public consumption. So you can find it at halloween.upland.li. And if you're not handy with SVG editors, you can come to our site, choose the default block explorer, and download an overlay costume to submit for approval. There's currently five visitor status block explorers available, six Uplander, and three Pro, but we plan on releasing more pending demand. Um, the hopes in deploying this app were to finally show the Little Italy committee that we were, what we have planned for the property owners. And this was just a little taste of that. But the bigger picture is going to be web apps with cool functionality and features and custom graphic designs that are only going to be available to Little Italy property owners via the Upland.l website. Which very cool. I posted me- that. Yeah, I posted that in the uh, the gen chat for those um, who are listening. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty awesome. So definitely check out the uh, Halloween.upland.li because you don't have to do anything. You don't have to figure out how to make your own Halloween costume. It's right there, and uh, so you can have a little fun on Halloween. There are some costumes my block explorer will not wear. Uh, so I'll work with, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> uh, Hey, did you get, uh, I posted a, a little, um, a template for anyone who wanted to make, uh, their turtle, a thank me later turtle. Can you put that on the site? Yeah, absolutely. Consider oh, it yeah. done. Consider yeah. Done. yeah. So I was thinking, so, should, should I open up to special requests for costume designs? What do you guys think? So, so can you hook it I up mean, with, the? For the general vomit and flames for any of the block explorers too. Yeah, like, you know, like, there's just like a great a, idea. A brown haze. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. Oh goodness. Oh geez. Uh, all right, but uh, D Davis, that's awesome updates. Lot going on as our uh, New York correspondent there, and uh, can't wait to see what you do with Little Italy and that website. There's so much being developed. Uh, forgot to shout out Mars Utah at the beginning of our episode for the awesome theme song that he gives us each and every week, along with those guys at dailyuplander.com, where we get our stats each and every week from. Uh, the extra effort, Mixplick does it by hand. 
uh, for the up squares each and every week. So it takes him a little extra time. So we appreciate his efforts put in there. Um, yeah. Also, Sturge just threw up uh, in uh, the gen chat uh, from uplandworld.me. Love those guys. They do a lot for the uh, the fan server. Great site. <laughs> the uh, the map of... The, there's so many properties right there that the blue turned black. He's got so <laughs> many. <laughs> actually create a property black hole in San Francisco. That's what's happening there. So I would avoid... I wouldn't say avoid the VV. I, I'd get your VV properties while you can because... The is black hole's coming. Swallowing that corner of the world up, and I love it. Yes. Ah, so moving on to the Upland Fantasy Football League. Uh, last week, you saw, uh, you saw Thank Me Later once again get another victory. The guy that has no clue at what he's doing is leading the league. He uh, beat down T. Davis. It wasn't really a beat down. It was closer than some of your beat downs you had. Your, your team kind of <laughs> choked. It was a beat down. <laughs> it was a beat. Right. Nietzsche got anyway. revenge for uh, T Davis and took down sparkles last week. Uh, and, Oh yeah. He played himself, didn't he? That's what it was. It was sparkles V sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> the matchup of the century. Uh, and June, June beat up uh, Blakely's boss team. Uh, Choina beat recurrier Sunstar beat Z Hidalgo. And I ended up beating dizzy. Uh, so right now we're five weeks into the season. Thank me later. Still five and O. Oh. He has no clue what he's doing, so that drives all of us absolutely insane. So he thought his guys were dead this week. He's like, uh, I got a I'm D pretty next sure to some of them died. Also, Nishran, if you're listening, I've given you uh, permission. Oh, wait, no, you can't talk. Oh, if you talk in the server, it won't uh, get over here. Damn it. Oh, I unmuted. I was going to unmute him. Yeah. So I'm on the sitting there dying. Sorry, I tried. I guess you'll just have to sit there and take it like you do every week. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, running out the top five, uh, Nietzsche and Blakely's boss, Too Stupid to Win, China. Uh, June June, coming 6 through 12. June June, Sunstar, Sparkles, Recurrier, Dizzy Dog, Z, Hidalgo, T. Davis. Like, you're the exact opposite of Thank Me Later. He's 5-0, and you're 0-5. you got to find a win there, pal. That's a brutal man. Yeah, man. I hear you, man. I <laughs> And this week's matchups. I mean, what are you doing over there? I'm pretty sure, like, honestly, I was looking. There's people that just get zero. I'm pretty sure they're dead. <laughs> D and is like, for doubtful. What, what are the letters? I don't understand the letters. I don't know how to get people back onto my team. Like, how do I get new peoples? We'll work with you on that. Or anything. It's, it's weird. And yet, you guys are all pros. I literally joined just so that way I could donate some some wax to the team because you were struggling to recruit people. And it was like a pity thing. And now I feel really bad being five and oh, so, uh, that's okay. I'm super humble too. So don't worry about it. That That's the matchup of the week right there. Thank me later versus, uh, Nietzsche. And, um, Oh yeah, that's going to be fun. And, uh, give me voice. Let me defend myself. Well, somebody send him the link, send Nietzsche in the link to the zoom. Eh? Yeah, I can. Do that right now. All right, right, Nishan. We'll get you in here um, in a minute. And then T. Davis, man, I think you're going to go 0 and 6 because you're going to go up against me. And uh, it it doesn't look good for you. That loss is going to sting you, isn't it? 
<laughs> I, I do not want to be the person that gives the zero and five guy the first, the first win. Do not want that to happen. Yeah. Like how how many like games are there? Um, we'll go through. Let's see, our playoffs are week fifteen and sixteen, so we have fourteen games before the playoffs, and then you have the playoffs. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Did you I, send him a link? Well, I don't want to hear him typing and crying all week because he didn't get a chance to say his little piece. Yeah. I'm, Talk. I'm living up to my name right now, so it, it's cool. Oh, my gosh. All right. What's no. next, though? What's next on the topic list so we can start? Uh, next on the topic list is. Are is it guest time? No, it is no? landmark time. Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. That's right. We were gonna we were gonna totally alienate any possible, you know, goodwill we have with the Upland uh, development team as uh, we break down this landmark, um, landmark occasion. I guess we could almost call it. Yeah, there's there's definitely. Uh... There's two sides to it. You had the purists that were that thought that, hey, you know, let's base it off of the architecture of the building itself. And then you had the other people that attacked it of, hey, these are going to be very valuable if I own a landmark. So I'm doing whatever it takes within the terms and conditions. Yeah. So, and everybody's seen the list but what where are you standing now with your thoughts on this so here's the thing i think vote buying i'm okay with in the sense of not i'm not okay with it in it's like purest sense but i think some people did it okay where it was just like hey visit me i'll visit you back like that's just hashtag follow back um and Again, I think there were some people that were more creative about it. And then there were other people who just were like, screw it. I'm just going to throw some UPEX at this and spam it. And the other thing is it's twofold for me. So it's one thing if you're part of the community actively and you're then, you know, engaging with that community in just a way that you would normally engage uh, to, to execute this. It's another thing if you never engage with a community, like no one sees you no matter how much of an OG you are. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh wait, I can profit off of this community. Let me spam the hell out of them until it degrades the quality of the community, but I profit off of it. And then I'm going to disappear until the next time I can profit off of you. I don't like that. Um, and so I think that that was my biggest issue, um, with the whole thing. And I don't have any hard feelings, mostly because I made it into the top 15. If I didn't, there would be hard feelings, let's be honest. Um, so I can appreciate, um, those who might not have gotten in because of those kind of shenanigans. Um, but, but is it really th- shenanigans? Because th- think about Kent. Kent got three properties into the landmarks there themselves. He offered up about 250K in properties as giveaways, and he did give them away. The winners were announced yesterday. But think about that. 
Kent's got a net worth of over $30 million. It was 0.8% of his total net worth that he gave away to end up getting three landmarks, which just could potentially increase his overall fiat out if he chooses by thousands of dollars if everything goes great in the upland metaverse. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not, I don't, I don't fault him for it. I mean, he's playing the game. He's leveraging his resources and he got the outcome he was looking for. Um, so I'm not necessarily mad at him as an individual as such. I mean, I don't have any hard feelings towards Kent at all. Um, but it is unfortunate that like the community took a hit so he could profit. Like, that's what I don't like. If Kent, who, again, he's been around a long time, he has a huge investment in the game. Um, If he was an active participant in the community on a regular basis, I think I would have less hard feelings towards it. But it just kind of feels like he came in, squeezed us for some lemonade, and then left. Like, that doesn't feel good. Like, at least, you know, if Nishiran's going to squeeze some lemonade out of you, he's still going to, you know, serve it at one of his parties at the Red Door. Like, I I can appreciate that. Like, he's going to build a community. He's going to, you know, let us rock out. Uh, He doesn't just leave you hanging. So, like, I don't know. That's, That's my thing. And it was just, it was bad. We could have, we could have had the servers moderated a little better, both the, uh, fan server and the general upland server it was just a spam of palooza yeah i mean other than that i mean i know it's controversial like how you pick it putting it up to the community i will say um you know i think it was uh eden who came out and said or i can't it might have been dirk who was essentially saying let's just wait to see who the 15 are and i mean i'll be honest i don't know that there's any Maybe there's like one or two that didn't make it into the top 15 that I go, eh, there's probably like maybe two or three that I would have swapped out just from a, this is a really unique piece that were selected in the top 50 um, for some that maybe didn't make it. But overall, I mean, the Painted Ladies, which if they didn't make it, that would have been a travesty. And that's a great point. So like the Painted Ladies made it in, and I don't think there was a single advertisement by the painted ladies owners really like that is just, that was a community driven property. Um, things like the um, what's the tower, the trans America tower, the trans American pyramid. Yeah. Like that obviously needed to be in, that's going to be huge and cool. Um, Ghirardelli square. I love that mix flick. Just picked that up in the last like round of, of big releases. And it was funny because that was one that like three or four people were debating on like, Oh, you know, it's, it's an iconic picking it up. I love that, that, you know, got converted. Um, tell your, you know, I'll let you tell your story of your, <laughs> of your landmark, which is freaking hilarious um, <laughs> on, on how that turned out. So my landmark got in, it, it had to be April or May time frame, And I had one, I had way more than one too many to drink and I was <laughs> surfing around upland and, and I had the, I had the toggle switched on and it showed that it was the federal reserve building it marked it on the map but instead of doing my research like i normally do with any any of the bigger buildings that i bought to really understand the history of it i'm like ooh, federal reserve i clicked it i bought it uh 1.5 million upex and i was so pumped i told uh thank me later i'm like bro i just bought the federal reserve i'm like i go i don't know what it really can do but this will be great for banking i was so oh pumped about it 
so excited. <laughs> just so excited. Then it, then when I woke up the next uh, next morning and I was like, oh, and I looked and I'm like, oh, I bought that. And I'm like, well, let me do my research. Come to find out the Federal Reserve moved out in like 1983 or 1984 because it grew so big that it had too many employees. So it went to another location, which was not yet released, which was another iconic property. And I can't remember if Dizzy or Noise or, or somebody bought it. It was a nice big property. But so I was like, man, I just drunk bought a 1.5 million UPEX property. Yeah, it's an iconic, but no, it's not even an It wasn't even an iconic. It was nothing. So I'm like, man. Yeah, it wasn't. It's nothing. I, I mean, well, it was in FD, wasn't it? It was it, a financial district. It was right? an FD, but my okay. other FD property is an iconic and semi-iconic collection. And I keep trying to save up for the rest of my financial district collection, but something always shinier I find to, to go buy. Or... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so funny. So, I mean, I'm stoked about that. Plus, it's a cool building. Um, I mean, honestly, so my suggestion and how I would like to see it, and honestly, I should have done this on the fan server. We did restrict the fan server pretty quick to just putting it in the community um, post channel and keeping it out of general. But in hindsight, what I should have done is I should have made a dedicated channel, gave each property owner one post, like give us your best shot, post your piece, tell us, you know, and sell us, sell us on it. Give us the history. Um, I don't know. I'm back and forth on the contest thing. I don't like it. I would have much rather it have been, um, you know, based on the history and the interest of the property and people like trying to, you know, sell us. I mean, even the one, um, you know, uh, and I'm going to say her name wrong. So I'm not, I'm just going to say, um, the, the cathedral that won, um, and you know, the great history behind it. And it's like, you know, I want to learn about these places. I mean, this is, this is like the foundation and, you know, the start of a real development of San Francisco. So these are really important properties. And, um, so I think the, you know, hopefully the community, I think they chose pretty well, um, got bribed a little bit. It was definitely a mess, the spamming got way out of control but i think there's a lot of lessons learned um so i don't expect that we'll see that and keep in mind this was a complete one-off future like new york already has all of its landmarks designated there is no voting um all future cities will have um the landmarks already pre-designated so this will never happen again um and i think on this style event till the next one well, until the next, um, you know, situation on my guess. And I, I'm sorry, I, I, I hesitate. See, here's my problem. I don't like to like guess at what's coming next or like guess at other things because if I'm right, then people are going to be like, oh, he knew. I have no knowledge. Like we've stated, like we don't get information before anybody else, but like, okay, all of the parks, there's a lot, not all the parks. There's a lot of big parks inside of, like, um, you know, different neighborhoods. Alamo Square is a perfect example. And I, I'm thinking it's going to be something like a venue or something. So if we have, like, landmarks, because, like, these parks, they have to be – they're not properties. Like, you don't want a building built on the Alamo Square Park. No. Like, but it's got it's got to be something else. It, it's going to – 
what we're excited for and what we're hoping for as Alamo Square residents is that we'll be able to purchase it as a group, as a community, and do something like that, as you're saying, in a venue. So uh, yeah. I, it's going to be interesting just in community development, too, is Dogpatch and Alamo Square and, and then uh, TM with his uh, VV out there. So it, it's going to be some interesting neighborhood battles. But, yeah, you got to do – you can't put a building in some of these classic parks that are out there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that's handled. And I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that they already have a plan because there's some very distinct properties that haven't, you know, been minted yet. And T Davis, what were your thoughts overall on the landmark vote? So the one thing that I would, I would have to to say about it. And I, and I do agree with TML uh, uh, when the squeezing the community, the for the lemonade and then and then bouncing and all of the controversy over over the buying votes so i feel like that there is an appropriate way to buy votes and that being like contribute to the community or contribute to users experience in the game you know i don't know what the presence of any of these landmark owners was in the discord or in the community in general prior to two months ago when I started, but I can say just from my own personal experience with the community builder award, like I was able to go to, to just hit up people that were already in my DM, right. Cause I had, a, I started to thread it with them at some point. I was very easily able to just reach out to them and say, Hey, would you mind, you know, voting for me? Or I'd be honored to have your vote if you think, you know, I deserve it, et cetera. And so that's just something I feel like to keep in mind because I don't imagine that the voting is going to go away within Upland. I, I foresee them using it again for for some event. I, honestly, I you know, obviously I don't know that for certain, but I I would imagine that they will implement some type of voting again in the future. And that would be my advice just for everybody. You know, it, it makes it so much easier, right? Just to, to to help out the, the the visitors and the uplanders like we do a really good job of doing and then you have no problem you know soliciting votes from that because you you have already established that rapport with the new users so that's just my two epics on <laughs> on, on the whole thing um, yeah no i mean i think it's going to be interesting because you got to keep in mind the idea is self-governing at some point so there's gonna be um you know votes and you know there's going to be you know essentially property set in properties being like um you know can you build this year types of stuff like that there and there's going to be city ordinances ordinances is the word i want to like voting on an ordinance for your city and stuff like that that right, are going to yeah. require that um so it's going to be interesting to see how the community grows and right now i mean a swing of like 30 to 50 people is insane i mean you can control any event if you have 50 votes for something um but when it yep. comes to like ten thousand, um you know it starts to get a lot harder um, to do those kind of grassroots things. And hopefully by then it's, you know, it's a lot driven by the, the actual community interaction. And, you know, if somebody, some OG just comes up and is like, Hey, I mean, that's a problem though. If somebody comes up and offers you 200,000 UPEX to do a vote and you're new, you're going to do it. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just how it works. So uh, I definitely think, you know, we have to figure out, 
um, how do we, I don't want to say combat that, but how do we make it so that it's not toxic for the community? Um, so how do we make sure that it's, you know, uh, I think MG had a really good idea. Um, I think they uh, they posted it in in the uh, the main server, which was anonymous voting, right? And so you will still get solicitations for votes, but there'd be no way for that person to confirm that the person actually did what they said they were going to do. So I thought that that was pretty ingenious as far as a suggestion for the future uh. voting events. You know, anonymity kind of gives us that shield around it. And they did jump in. What were you guys' thoughts when they jumped in and uh, limited new players voting, you know, just so you couldn't stuff the ballot box by having uh, Dead Nana uh, create a block explorer and come in and vote for you? Right. That was, yeah. That was pretty- I mean, that should have been day one, but yeah, I mean, I hear you, which is funny because I had like legitimate uh, visitors like come like, Hey, I voted for you. And I'm like, who are you? Uh, and you're, and they're like, well, I'm, I'm new, but you know, I, I've seen your stuff and I'm like, Oh, well, I appreciate that. Pay $5 and become not a visitor. Um, like, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I like that. I think that not visitor, I think anonymous voting, you know, especially if it's in game. So you're tying it to in game. So the development team can see who's voting, um, but it's not public. And yeah, I th- again, my biggest thing was just the spam and the negativity that then came along with that spam. Um, and just kind of the way I think 90% of it, you know, there, there was a lot of good actors, I think, um, a lot of good contests came out of it. And ultimately I think the majority of the selections were right. Um, so I, I don't know there like, were, if I was to change any that there may be one or two, but not many. Yeah. One or two, not many. Um, but, and then some people that had some nice properties didn't even try to push, push for theirs to be considered. So it, it yeah. was strange. Well, I mean, it's hard too. Cause I mean, like, it's a lot like i mean it's a lot to then sit there and spam and then you don't want to contribute to the noise and um you know it's it puts you in an awkward position what if you don't have you know two hundred thousand to spend i mean but then it's the whole hey that's campaigning i mean there's not much different than running a campaign um you know getting out there kissing babies like i mean i don't know what does Bernie Sanders do now? I, I only hear from him when he wants to get elected and then he disappears. So, <laughs> so is, is Kent the Bernie Sanders of Upland? Probably not. Uh, Isn't that every politician? No, I mean, who's a Ross Perot. I think he's more of a Ross Perot. Eh? I think we'll go with that. Ross Perot. Wow. All right. What? Too old. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think moving on, uh, I think this is the longest we've ever kept a guest on hold on, on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Held hostage. He had a hero's bash. Overall, Upland team, it's very difficult to put together something like this. It was highly controversial. Like this is, you know, there's a lot of hot button topics. I think the Upland team, as usual, I mean, I think they're doing the best of what they can. It's a lot of, it's a lot of opinions. You're never going to please everybody. Um, I appreciate. Um, and then after it was over, the the brevity, the the lightheartedness that they brought to it. So yeah. they're learning. We're learning. We're growing together. Um, let's bring on uh, some of the that we can poke holes. Yeah. In. Well, we had a conversation earlier, Block on Chain and myself, and we were talking, and I was like, "You want to know a secret?" And he said, "Sure." 
said, you're never going to make anybody happy. You're never going to make everybody happy. The sooner you embrace it, the better you sleep at night. But got a chuckle from that. All right. But yeah, with no further ado, we'll welcome our guest, uh, Block Unchained, to the UPEX podcast. Hey, guys. Lovely to hear from everybody. How's it going tonight? Doing good. You know, a little tired. We've been pretty busy, but uh, having a good time, you know, setting up for uh, for Fresno, working on our communications for Halloween. Life's good. <laughs> so what's your overall take with this whole landmark vote drama? You know, I, I think the funny thing is, um, Thank Me Later covered a lot of it, right? Um, some key highlights would be, he mentioned, you know, 90% of it was like good content good interactions, good promotions. So, you know, I, I really stand by what we put out there. We made a number of mistakes when it came to uh, the community curation, right? There's a number of things we should have jumped on early. Um, and we kind of left an open market, both in terms of the contest itself, as well as the communications. And uh, it got a little messy, as we can all recognize, right? But it, I think it's pretty clear that we learned a number of key lessons. Uh, we did have some good results. We had a lot of activity in the community. Right, both in terms of the contests, which which were really interesting, they did activate a lot of players, and also in terms of the total voters. Right, um, if you recall uh, Saturday when we were all having a stream of discussions on Discord, one of the things I mentioned was, you know, we had over 340 players actually participate in the vote, right, which is makes it technically the the biggest event that we've had. So, you know. Um, there were a number of issues. We recognized the issues, and at the same time, um, as was already recognized, we did the best that we can to you know, make the decision as fair as possible, as open as possible, and really experiment with putting the power, you know, very serious power over the economy in uh, the players' hands, in the citizens' hands in this case. Ah, that, that does make that's pretty fair and uh you guys handled it rather well took the feedback uh, what's the biggest takeaway that the upland team is learning from this you know like i said there's definitely a number of very concrete things we took away but the biggest one is just um being in tune to the community right and planning how the community will perceive things in advance and how they'll respond where we really recognize we dropped the ball and where we could have adjusted mid-game was really the uh, community interactions, right? Allowing the spamming of posts. You know, we did like some of the contests and we did like a lot of the pitches, you know, um, but it was the way that they played out. It was the fact that whoever posted the most was going to get the most attention. And to be fair, the people that were doing that, the people that were spamming, they had the right incentive, right? They were not told that they could not do that. We didn't stop them from doing that. And they were playing to win. And people are going to play to win in this game. So, you know, it's something that we should have been on top of. And, and that's our biggest takeaway. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and again, like, uh, I don't know. If I had three properties up instead of just one, I probably would have approached it vastly different um, as well. I mean, that's a lot of money. The economic piece is, is a really important piece. So if you had to do it, if you had to, like, redo it tomorrow, what, well, like what rules, like what would you put in place? Like specifically, like this is how we would run this exact same contest. Not saying that this is how you'll run a future contest, but like in a retrospective, these, this is what we should have done. Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, it, it's tricky to answer because as 
again, you've already mentioned, it was a very unique scenario, right? It's one where we didn't plan ahead when it came to landmarks in the beginning, but we recognize, you know, we had three options. It was we picked them ourselves, which we were, you know, increased the amount of subjectivity that went into it. We allow a vote or we don't do landmarks, right? So I, I just want to say up front, you know, it was this kind of a sticky situation and a unique situation from the beginning. But in terms of what we would have done different, I think, you know, the biggest thing, uh, as was brought up by MG, Mixflick, and a couple other players, was probably introduce anonymous voting, right? Where you can, there's still ways to have contests and there's still ways to incentivize players, but it really mitigates the power that those games have, right? The power of buying votes. So I don't think it's possible to ever eliminate it completely, right? It's the nature of like the, the letter of the law. There's always ways to find a definition of something that falls right outside of the definition of the law in order to play the game that you want to play, right? In order to create the incentives you want to create. So we recognize that, but, you know, anonymous voting is one of the things that could have mitigated the power that vote buying had and put more power into individuals' hands who were trying to promote their properties in a more egalitarian way, uh, in a way that focused more on the value of the property and the historical impact of the property that might have for Upland's future, right? And at the end of the day, you know, that's a big part of what the landmarks are about. It's about the future, right? I mean, the landmarks aren't up now. Right? We're all imagining a future upland where these landmarks are built and the city is looked at amongst many other cities. And how is it going to look? How is it going to stand out? What's going to make it unique? Right. Um, so, so that would be the biggest thing that I think we would change as well as only allowing pitches in one channel. I think we probably would have just put all of the pitches into live events. That, that seemed like a fair place to drive those conversations. Uh, because, again, the problem wasn't necessarily that they were happening in the first place. It's how annoying they got, how frequent they got, et cetera, how in everybody's face, the messages, right? We also would have prevented uh, DMs. That would have been disqualifying uh, because, you know, there's no way for us to prevent the spamming in DMs. So that's just the kind of thing where we need to uh, put rules down in advance, right, and create channels where it's fair to compete and fair to, you know, pitch. I think yeah. you said in a very yeah, elegant sure. way, if you weren't cheating, you weren't trying. You kind of said you bend it, you find the loopholes, and if you're not cheating, you're not trying in an elegant way. Yeah, I made a comment on that on Saturday as well. You know, I, I mentioned my, uh, I, I was just joking. I said my debate coach always said that, but, you know, now he's in jail for tax fraud. So, you know, you, know, you try a, different lot of, a lot of different philosophies in life and you see what works. Right. Yeah. So, and long story short, you know, I know that was a rough week. I'd like to think everyone's back to being more or less friends or as much friends as they were before the contest. Um, no love loss, at least from between me and Kent um, uh, or community, you know, so I, it is what it is. Um, congratulations to all the winners, at least that's my feelings. And we'll put the landmarks to rest now. You good with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we did decide to pause uh, putting on a landmark tour, obviously not the best timing, but we are excited to do that in the future, right? And thank you later. I mean, you've already mentioned this, getting into the history of the landmarks, understanding, you know, what's actually going on in San Francisco, what makes San Francisco unique. It's an important part of being a participant in this world. And so, you know, we're, yeah. we're excited to put on those tours, um, you know, after the Halloween events. We'll set it up and we'll make it really interesting so people can better understand the city and, and not just like these little themed events like tech companies and stuff like that. You know, that, that stuff's cool, but really understanding what makes the city so unique, historical, its story, and its heart. Well put. Oh, enough. I actually didn't know that the, the parade was delayed. Now I'm sad. Yeah, I didn't know either. 
Yeah, that's news. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we mentioned it kind of casually, but we never made an official announcement. And then uh, we decided to, you know, focus on Halloween, really get people pumped up for that. And part of it's a matter of, you know, our, our time and attention, right? The stuff that we have going on for Halloween, we have a number of events that are pretty intricate. It's going to allow for a new level of interactivity with the Upland map and the Upland metaverse, you know, new ways of engaging uh, people's properties and, and the way properties, you know, as we've mentioned, will temporarily look. Because of, so we're breaking a lot of new ground and we decided to really focus on that. And, you know, it was pretty clear that's what the community wanted as well. Uh, everyone's pretty excited about that. We've gotten a lot of great responses. One of our most popular posts so far has been the Halloween post where we outlined uh, a number of those events. That, yeah. and of course, we have Fresno opening up next week, right? That's um, true. You know, I, I know you guys plan on talking about that one. I'm, I'm down to answer any questions. But the, the thing that really excites me about Fresno, and I think a lot of players are starting to get this, is as we've described it as a key part of the San Francisco economy, you know, it's a key part of how Upland will operate, just ensuring that new players have the best experience possible, that it's accessible, um, that it's easy to get started, that it's not intimidating, and, you know, part of that is we're going to have some new te- tutorials when we launch Fresno as well um, that explain how things work a little bit better and that also put Fresno in context and guide people to San Francisco when they're ready, right? So it's like upgrade whenever you're ready, but it's like starting off in easy mode. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like uh, playing a video game and just being thrown straight to the final boss. Like, let's be honest, in the future, San Francisco is going to be the final boss of Upland. Like, that's how you know you've made it to the top is when you own and you manage properties in San Francisco. So <laughs> it would definitely be intimidating to just get dropped there immediately. Yeah, Thank Me Later becomes Bowser in that future. That's your, that's your, your future form, <gasps> the final boss. Is that your new Halloween costume? Oh, yes. Please, somebody help me make that happen. I need a Bowser costume so T. Davis, can you make that happen? I got you, man. Oh, I got my you. gosh. Confirmed. Thank me later is Bowser this Halloween. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So, Fresno, what what is your... What is the most exciting part about Fresno to you? I mean, you touched a lot about it, but as you're sitting there with the team developing it and watching this about to roll out, what, what are you most excited to watch about it as it, as Fresno rolls out on the 20th? Honestly, it's kind of like I mentioned, and I keep trying to emphasize this point in post, it's about the completion of this segment of the economy, right? So the thing I'm going to be looking at is new user adoption, right? The people that are signing up, ensuring that they have a good experience, ensuring that the app is accessible, that it's easy to get started, that they're not getting uh, crowded out by whales in all the treasure hunts and things like that. And so for me, it's, it's, it's brass tacks, right? It's the numbers. It's seeing users have a better time sticking around longer and then upgrading to San Francisco. That's, that's where my eyes are going to be. And I'm just so excited to look at the data, see where we can optimize that experience and just ensure that more and more players can get into the world of Upland. Yeah. I think it's I think it just is a really smart move, and I can appreciate a lot of people are like, New York's not even fully open. We're opening another city, but I, I'm glad that the the team identified the need for like a starter city um, sooner rather than later um, for that player retention and kind of that safe space, for lack of a better word, um, for them to kind of start out and not just be like, oh my gosh, what the heck did I get myself into? And 
That's a good point. And that's kind of the name of the game, right? It's like we want to constantly keep people focused on the future, on what we're building, because this is a beta, right? Everyone knows it, but it's important to remind everyone every once in a while, because uh, we do get caught up in how things function now. Um, but the reality is we have so many amazing features coming up that'll just really be game changers. And so New York is looking to the future. And at the same time, we want to look to the present and look to what's going to make things work for people on the ground in the game now, right? The people who are not vocal in Discord, the people who are not submitting feature requests, the people that you've never heard of because they haven't gotten their foot in the door yet. We need to make sure it works for them. And, you know, as, as stakeholders, as members that are really investing in this community, um, it, it's in your best interest, right? That we make sure that this whole platform can grow and that we can get as many people as possible to participate in the Upland economy. Absolutely. And with the Fresno launch, here, here's the interesting thing. So we're talking about 75% of it will be the FSA. 25% will be opened up to all the other uplanders. Now there's three landmarks. Are those going to be FSA style or is that going to be open to the community? You know, full disclosure, um, those details haven't necessarily been mapped out yet in a way that we're comfortable releasing. You know, we are going to uh, go live with Fresno with a large number of properties still locked. And those landmarks will be locked. So stay tuned for an update on that. Um, and, uh, you know, we're very excited to see how, you know, these landmarks will play out as well. We've, we've found some good ones and we think it really fits the theme of the city well. So related to the FSA, and, and I apologize if this is documented somewhere, is there going to be limits on things like business licenses or build, building development? So there will only be like, you know, up to a certain tier that's allowed on an FSA property or um, license restrictions, things like that? No, not a, not in terms of the property itself, right? We now, the FSA as we described it, is a collection of policies. Now, the collection of policies is, is designed to help, you know, beginners in Upland succeed. So the first part of the FSA was the inexpensive property, right? Ensuring that uh, new players can get property easily, get more properties, and just start to participate in the Upland economy. So we may introduce things that are similar in the business license world and additional policies to help players get started building things, Right. But that's going to be separate than the property purchases themselves. And, and there will be no restrictions on FSA property in terms of the business license uh, by itself. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, T. Davis, you have any questions for Block on Chain? So he just answered it. That was, that was my question, the same one that, that TML had about uh, just how it would be developed um, going forward. In, in, the questions about restrictions on business licenses. And I think the community, I've seen it in uh, several channels, had the same question also. So thank you for answering that. I know that that was definitely a hot topic question to be asked. Oh, of course. And it's a tricky one, right? Because partially what the FSA represents is the Upland team's focus on adapting to make sure that the platform is highly adoptable and highly useful to players in terms of, you know, what can get them to adopt different features. We want to make sure p players can build. We want to make sure that they can start businesses. And, um, you know, the FSA will allow us to, you know, kind of shape how that forms and, and ensure that everyone can succeed. Right, right. So I guess uh, just to, to, to add on to that, and let me give you a scenario. So there are, there are many players I feel like that should have been in Fresno to start 
right now in San Francisco, right? So, you know, limited budget, not not able to really um, go all in like a TM has, right? And they still want to enjoy that same experience, right, of being able to buy a property, build a building, and apply for a business license. Now, I'm talking about people in San Francisco. Would it behoove them to to go to, to Fresno to set up shop and try to, you know, hit all those those benchmarks as far as their upland portfolio is concerned. Yeah, yeah, I think it really depends sense? on how you want to play the game. I, I think I hear where you're coming from, and you know, it, it's just like the real world. You know, if there's too much competition in San Francisco, go to Fresno, right? right? If if you want to open up, um, you know, a comic shop in San Francisco, and you're putting a lot of effort into that. That's awesome. And as an early adopter, you know, whoever does that, I think you guys know who I'm talking about, is probably going to dominate the comic space, right? So if you don't want to compete with certain players, then it makes perfect sense to go to cheaper places, to have a different target demographic. And and that's the thing that's so unique about Upland, right? It's like we're trying to reflect the real-world economy and real-world incentive mechanisms as much as possible and, you know, of course, when appropriate. Great. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So we had Will on, and Will had a wonderful talent of being faster than Michael Phelps. What kind of claim to fame do you have there? Yeah, I've been waiting for that Wheaties NFT, man. I've been stalking it. I saw a couple of mock-ups made on Discord. I was a little disappointed on this one. Okay, I'm literally – hold on. Well, I can't show – Oh, wait, can I show on this? Hold on. I will show. So Jim Juice is actually working on it as we speak. Uh, oh, oh, All right, oh. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Will, okay. So anonymous Will. Okay, Will's an we went with a We went with an anonymous-looking Will. Um, and not to spoil anything, but there may be an entire developer serial line coming out. Yeah, I know. Right. Nishran wants to show his. Yeah, he's got a good one too. He's his is his is pretty good. His his that's the one that's been around. Nice. So nice. yeah. So okay. So what's your special talent? And also, then we'll try and make it into a cereal. Oh man, you know I, my go-to has got to be. I am a former competitive debate champion. Um, I, I think it's come up a couple times in various conversations on Discord, but I was a citywide debate champion for Chicago, Illinois in high school. Um, and then I also competed in college a little bit, and I won a national championship uh, in college as well. And I taught it for a couple of years. I, I built a uh, debate education platform that I worked on for a while and, and filmed a bunch of educational videos. So competitive debate was my world, and uh, yeah, I would say that's, that's the skill if I have a particular secret skill um, you may have noticed in responding to some of these things, I, I speak kind of quickly and, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because, you know, that translates to other areas of my life and it's not always optimal. So, so there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of NFT can you make out of that there? Thank me later. Oh. Oh, give me a minute. I have to think of like, I'm thinking like debatable. What, what, what has alliteration? What breakfast cereal is written? alliterated with debatable well you could do lucky charms which which marshmallow is your favorite no that that decision was debatable <laughs> jeez little pete's all right <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, yeah I'll, I'll i'll mull it over all right all right um 
Now, you told us coming on tonight that you had a big announcement that you wanted to make on the podcast tonight. So I will clarify. What I said was there's something I would like to announce, but I've got to check with the team and, and figure out what kind of details you know I can release. So uh-huh. I want to leave you guys with something fun. And, you know, it's something that, uh, thank me later, I've heard you suggest that this might exist in the future. And I know you've asked you down about it a little bit, but next week we're going to have some serious details on the mechanisms that will allow you to essentially, uh, you know, have the resources to build property. So the resourcing and kind of staking mechanism that will allow property development, we'll have those details next week. Now, the last thing we need to figure out, and it's a struggle, we've been working on this for a long time is what to name it. We've got we've got it down to three fantastic names and we are struggling. I, I swear to God, you if you are. if you announce another voting thing on this show, I'm gonna lose my <laughs> damn mind. <laughs> no, that's not happening. That's not happening. Oh, just, Jesus. Just, I'd be digging my grave on that one. We're 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 yeah. good on that one. Don't worry about it. But uh but it was fun to tease it a little bit. I'm glad that you uh you felt it. You felt it deep inside. You oh know it gosh. shows that you care. It shows that you're passionate. Thank me later. But I do have to ask, you know um, all, all three hosts right now, what do you all think would be the best name for this resource mechanism that will power the building process in Upland? Ooh. I mean, it could be just like up M like up materials. If it's just materials, mm-hmm. all right. like, now let me tell you one more detail. I, I just want to clarify. So, so yeah. I think this came up before, but, What's interesting about how we're going to implement this is that it's a token and it's not a token that you will spend, you stake it, right? And so if something takes, if a building takes a certain amount of time per this resource to develop, then you will stake those resources towards the building of a property, but you will not spend those resources, this, this yet to be named resource mechanism. What? I am... <laughs> This is uh, wow. It's <laughs> you think almost, it as an allocation, right? Yeah, you're, that's interesting. So I mean, essentially, you get like workers. So you're like you have workers, and you assign them to a project or something. That's a good way to think about it. Yes, but of course, more details to come next week. Huh. I like the weekly updates of exciting things. Well, well then, if it's like if it's something that you would use and you would stake what about um up yours Just, uh, <laughs> that's sassy that's sassy sassy's fun you have right. 1000 up yours yeah. <laughs> fun, actually you know and if you say it enough it kind of loses the offensive meaning kind of yeah. sounds nice up yours up yours up, up yours. yours oh yeah hey you up know. yours i got a bunch <laughs> of up yours for kent right here oh, i mean sorry oh, we're, we're sorry moving on Wow! Ouch. Still, man, get over it. Let that bre- <laughs> let that blood pressure come DM back me down. The backstory on that one, I, I didn't catch that beef. No, it's just a Kent beef that we buried. We buried that beef. I see. There's no That's beef. That's good to hear. There's no beef. Where's the beef? That's at Wendy's. <sighs> All right. So, you guys got any names for it for our new resource allocation mechanism? I'm sitting here Googling and thinking <laughs> I don't have anything for you, man. Yeah. No, I mean, up, up resources, upland resources. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I'm not, 
I got nothing. I'm, I, I'm excited. It's an interesting construct. So then, you know, essentially, and I mean, I don't want to put you too much on the spot on like, you know, so you get these resources, you, you have these things that you can then stake against development. And then presumably they're not locked to your account. Then you could, you know, say I'm, I've done building my buildings and um, I want to give them to somebody else. So let's see them. We've got master nodes, construction nodes, yeah, upbuild nodes, upsource. Upbuild? Did we say that one? Yeah. Yeah, upsource. I like upsource. Bibbing says upsource. Upbuild nodes. Yeah, this is. I feel like this is really in the crypto world. Somebody's mentioning DeFi. I just still don't understand. Like, I thought that was like a type of TV. I'm still I'm behind the times on that. Oh, build and, like hold so move the l that's up blocks up blocks is pretty good a lot of people like up build but build is spelled like the hodler like so b u i d l up build that's just but the thing is guys it's that's it's going to be upstream or mainstream because <laughs> they're like upstream down your crypto <laughs> rabbit hole Blockchain. Are we any? Are we close at all with these grow with naming up. conventions? Can you give us one off? one of the three, like where you're at, or one that didn't you make know, it? I, Ooh, I, I like that. that one that didn't make it. Give us one that didn't make it. That you're like, oh. we threw this out. Build, build, just like, just spelled like build. Yep. Obstruct. Huh. I just saw bidding. Like BLD. Grow up seems inspiring. Says TM. Grow up. <laughs> Obstruct. Obstruct's creative. Yeah, I like that. Obstruct, yeah. Obstruct. Man. Man, that's super interesting. That's super I was interesting. Not, I was not prepared for that. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Well, it's a fun one because it's so central to the narrative of how Upland functions, right? So there's something a lot deeper than just a marketing name here. It's about the story of Upland. It's about the narrative of how it's unfolding and what you're doing when you participate in it. So there's a lot that's that's going into it. There's a lot that we're balancing, Oof. right? So we've come up with a lot of good ideas, and then we'll go back and poke holes in, in it in terms of how it'll make people feel, how it'll make new players feel, how it'll feel after you've been using it for a month. So, you know, this is one of the trickier things we've had to name, and we're, you know, obviously very excited to talk more about the mechanism next week and even more excited to... Uh, to unleash it on the community <laughs> when it's ready. Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. Uh, that's actually really exciting. And Ben threw in Upcraft. Upcraft. I liked Upcraft. Ooh. That sounds sounds fun. Upcraft. All right. Yeah. Uh, anybody well, have anything else for Block on Chain? <laughs> no. We got uh, Zihadon. Joining us in the in the channel, shout out, welcome. Be sure to stay to the end. There is still one big big announcement um, coming up. That yes, we'll be announcing at the end. Super super huge. Feel super privileged super for huge. it. Zia Hidalgo, of course, with uh, Upland Central. Upland Central. I was getting there. Give me a second. Okay, Where's your brother June June. Tell him to get in here. Get the whole family. <laughs> Z Hidalgo got uh, which which landmark? I know we skip. We're, we're over landmarks. Z Hidalgo got Union his Square or 
Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Union Square. Oh, that's going to be so cool. That's actually one of the few properties that's kind of like a park that I think could have been like, like the venue thing. I'm looking forward to that one. Actually, it's really cool. Yeah. That, that will be an exciting property. Right in the heart of, of downtown too. And if you didn't see Nishran has posted this a couple different places, this is a perfect opportunity. I think they're probably mostly sold out now, but anytime there's an event like this, go buy all the properties around <laughs> the, the thing. So like if you don't, if you didn't get a landmark, you weren't in the landmark, there's still properties around landmarks. Keep in mind the people that have these are going to develop them. They're going to be hubs. People are going to travel to them. And guess what? If you're their neighbor, you get to benefit from that. Um, so be sure to, um, you know, scout those places out. Nishiran and his team have been on that. They were scouting out the train terminals. I think they were one of the first ones to point that out. Um, absolute pro tip, please do yourself a favor, get constructive. Like as those landmarks start coming out, um, cause that's gonna, those are going to be very valuable properties as well. Exactly. Well, guys, real quick. Um, I've oh, got to yeah. roll out in just a minute. You know, it's getting a little late over here. I'm about to get in trouble with my girlfriend. So got to roll out real <laughs> quick, but, um, you know, I'm down to answer any last minute questions. I did have one more thing. Um, you know, obviously I wanted to thank you guys for having me on here. And I wanted to announce here that we're going to start featuring UCN members and UCN projects. And the first one is going to be the UpX podcast. So, you know, we're very excited tomorrow. You know, you guys are going to get an in-app and that in-app in the Upland app will lead to a blog post. Now it's just going to be a, a brief blog post. You know, we'll do a bigger feature on you all uh, a little bit further down the road, like a really, you know, in-depth feature on um, what you guys are doing and your accomplishments with this podcast. But, you know, this is just to get the ball rolling to get some more uh, viewers in here, similar to uh, how we've had the in-app for discord and we've gotten hundreds of new members every week. We want to drive hundreds of new members every week towards the UCN content. So during this next uh, seven days, starting tomorrow, we'll have an in-app for the UpX podcast. And we're just really excited to expose, expose more people to your work. Wow. Wow. That's, that's insane. That's huge. That's so huge. Crazy. Like, wow. That's, that's crazy big. So, I mean, that's, that, and that's honored. great. Absolutely honored. Yeah, absolutely honored. And, and that will help, you know, anybody that opens up the game will now see the link to the blog post, which will have links to the podcast. We, we really appreciate the Upland team for, uh, for, for doing that. Wow. That's amazing. Man, I probably would have been a little bit nicer during that landmark segment if I had realized that. <laughs> My bad. You know, the funny thing is, and I can't get over it. You know, you keep framing it as if you're being harsh, but you were you were so kind and so fair in a lot of your fundamental points, right? And I, I really did appreciate that. You know, I didn't feel like I had to defend what we did because I think you did a lot of that work for us. And a lot of that came from, you know, empathizing with the position that we were in and recognizing, you know, our process. And, and, and that's all we ask for, you know, yeah. as, um, you know, too stupid to win mentioned earlier, he advised me on the phone, you know, we can't make everybody happy and, and that's just going to be the case. But, you know, just, um, to feel that there's empathy from the community with, you know, how difficult some of these things can be and that reckon, recognizing that we are trying our best and that we are learning, you know, that, that goes a really long way. And, honestly, keeping us positive and keeping us hardworking. You know, the, the cool thing is about this team is, and, and I'm certainly speaking for myself on this, is we're not mercenaries. We're missionaries, right? We believe in the mission of Upland. So we're not just here showing up, you know, slave labor, doing a job, just like at the coal mines. We care a lot about the community. We care 
a lot about the platform succeeding and we care a lot about learning and making sure that we're building the right things to ensure, you know, the community's happiness and the success of the platform. So, you know, the, the, the landmark stuff was tricky, but um, I, I really do appreciate the perspective that you brought to the table on it. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, there's no point to, yeah, it, it is what it is. And we do try and make sure that we see it from all angles and, you know, we appreciate the hard work and late nights that go into, you know, keeping a, a project like this alive and thriving. So, yeah. um, you know, it is, it's definitely appreciated here as well. Yeah. And thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. thank you for your time. And, uh, we'll let you get out of here. So you're not in too much trouble with your girlfriend though. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And we'll have you on, uh, we'll have you on again in the future. Oh, I would love to, you know, it, it's great talking to you all. Obviously you're so passionate about the game and you understand it, um, you know, as, as in-depth players in a way that, that I can't ever understand it because I'm not allowed to play, you know? So I'll be looking to you guys for a lot of your, uh, your wisdom of the game. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for uh, sharing this time with me. Yep. Cheers. All right. Take care. Cheers. Have a, have a good one. All right. I think, uh, man, we went, we went long, a lot of stuff, as I said, uh, not much more that we can talk about Fresno, I don't think. Um, any comments on Fresno there? Thank me later. No, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the, the tokens will stack up. This will be the first um, release of permanent collections outside of San Francisco. So um, I, think, I think there's 10 that are being launched. So I think the new max total will be 31 chips owned so it'll i'll be interested to see like what what kind of um you know percentages there are and what kind of properties there are uh, it's going to be an exciting time for sure where are you going to put all these chips you won't see your block explorer they'll just right. be all over the so place said, we're gonna look like like the elephant man with the the badges and the chips you won't even be able to see my little explorer <laughs> and, then, and there's 25 in new york so that takes you up to 56 well, I mean, you saw the the previews. Some of them look crazy. Like it's almost comical. Like the stack of chips. And you're like, what? What's going on there? Well, yeah. now you know. Yeah. Uh, T. Davis, anything about Fresno? Um, I'm super excited. What do you guys think will be the first 24 hour property sales number? Like how many properties sold in the first 24? I think it's going to be interesting. How many are released? Because he made it very clear, it's not going to be a hundred percent, which makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, there, so, there's more Fresno properties than there are San Francisco or there are in New York at the moment. So, it, yeah, they just can't saturate the market with a hundred and sixty thousand more properties. Yeah. No, that would be chaos. Um, and I think I realized, like, I'm glad that he said that because in my brain it was like, oh my gosh, they're going to launch a whole city. Um, but no, it'll be. I guess it'll be tiered, which makes sense as well. But I, I think, I think we'll see a if they launch less than twenty thousand properties. I think if they launch twenty thousand properties, we'll see a fifty percent sellout in a huh. week. Within a week, maybe not. And I would say, I'd say at least ten thousand properties sell in the first day. Because they're going to be cheap. Yeah, wow. And, uh, because here's the thing. every Anybody who is can buy an FSA property, you have 10 collections. Every single 
pro plus player is going to want those collections. So there is going to be an insane opportunity for non-pro players to make significant money. Do not go make duplicate accounts because they will be tracking that. It is a trap. Don't do it. If you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of Upex, go buddy up with a, with a visitor or a new uplander and have them buy you some FSA properties and buy them at a, you know, a 10%, whatever markup you want to, you know, uh, work out with them. But they're going to be a ton of those resales and they're going to be, you know, a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. Cause watch know, out. Here the, and there. Detective MG will, will catch you making those multiple accounts. The community's good at finding you. Yeah, like, and I think that they're really going to start cracking down, especially with Fresno um, and the FSA. There's There hasn't been much need for it because, honestly, like, it's a lot of work to get, like, a couple, you know, bonuses. The um, Obviously, the new weekly starter, whatever that's called, um, I just spaced on that name. Rising Star. Rising Star has caused a couple people to think that they were clever, but that is so transparent when that happens, like – you're not fooling anybody there. Although that being said, this might be the first chance for like, cause this will be like for me, the first time that I'll have a new property, a new collection in months. So it'll be interesting. The rising star could be somebody who gets all 10 or as many as you can collect in Fresno and then a couple in, in San Francisco. So you could see some, an interesting um, happenings on the rising star leaderboard this week very competitive but yeah i think it'll be a massive sellout because it'll be cheap people are going to want the new collections um so i saved up a little bit of bank for it bibbing lock up build up (laughs) very nice build up that's the other oh yeah you could go the other way eh? right you went lock up up build up first (laughs) rise up i like rise up yeah rise up build up Build up actually is is pretty good, unless you got plaque. You don't want to build up a plaque. Anyway, and then all right. The only thing on Halloween though, make sure you do check out Halloween.Upland.Li for your Black Explorer costumes. Uh, Thank me later is going to be Bowser. Um, you will have your turtles that you can dress up as, and all the other ones that uh, T Davis and his team put together there. Uh, and then. Haunted houses. Hopefully, a lot of people are working together in their communities and their neighborhoods. I know Alamo Square is talking about putting together pretty good uh, haunted houses on their properties out there. The train owners. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil anything or anything, but there might be some talks between. I know some of the train owners wanted to do like a haunted train ride type thing, but no guarantees. I don't want to put them on the spot. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think there'll, there'll be some cool things. Anything on Halloween, T. Davis? Uh, just Halloween.Upland.Li, and I did post in the general thread, um, anybody who's a little Italy property owner or plans to be, right? So if you plan on buying a little Italy property, that's fine. Just hit me up in DM and put in a request, and I will do my very best to fulfill your Halloween costume overlay uh, this weekend so you have time to submit it. So um, I got two alone on this on this podcast itself. Nice. Now, so, awesome. Are we ready for the big announcement? Well, hold on. Before that, I do want to give a shout-out to 
and Mars Utah again. We, we, we mentioned him at the top of the hour, providing the theme song. Uh, super great guy. I do want to, he's got a contest that he's running. Um, most properties purchase in Buena Vista. So if you have it, he's the, he runs the, the Buena Vista. Um, what's the other Buena Vista? Da, 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 da. Anyway, that one, that channel. Sorry. Uh, they, you get, um, they're going to win 20 of the fan art ultra NFTs plus other prizes include, Oh, the Spider-Man sketch. He listened to this really cool Spider-Man sketch. Go check it out. It's in the Buena Vista channel. Um, every property brought, bought wins an entry into over uh, 10 drawing. Um, check out the Buena Vista uh, Mount Olympus channel. That's what it is. Um, super cool stuff he's doing. A lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff. Again, these these communities, I'm really liking. You, you know, the ownership that uh, we're seeing people take in their communities. Nishiren uh, with his dog patch uh, crew, um, and Choina. You know, still Alamo Square is going to be, I think, just an absolute premier um, community. I, I cannot wait to see what some of these other communities uh, start to come up with. Little Italy, obviously, represented very strongly here. So that's all from me. So. Okay. Uh, got any plugs, T. Davis, before we get on to the big announcement that we've kept so everybody on the hook? I just have one, not a plug. I just have a thank you to everyone who visited my son's property. Um, last week I had asked on the podcast to stop by to say hi. And then I also posted in the community events. And so for everybody who stopped by, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. That was, that was phenomenal. And he was very excited um, about all his visits and a even more special shout out to my man, too stupid to win, who is now the owner of that property, 61, 619 juiced at the heavy price tag of 15,000 that he generously paid for that. So thanks, man. I, we, we both appreciate that so much. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. Now, on to the big announcement. So, we just finished up with what was the last cocktail shot that we just had in Upland for the last push for? Wasn't it Mojito? Am I remembering it? Where were we on Daiquiri? Well, we had Mojitos and we had Daiquiri. We had three Daiquiris. Yeah. Gotcha. Daiquiri releases. Yeah. Well, there's one more. Probably one more cocktail release this year for Upland. And uh, we get to announce it here on the UpX podcast. And even better was we got to name it. We don't know what's in this next release, but we got to name the we got to name what this cocktail is going to be that will have the next set of releases in game for us. Uh, after talking about it, we decided that uh, Sidecar is going to be the next cocktail release in Upland. And it's kind of kind of ties in. This uh, drink was invented sometime around World War One in either London or Paris. And it was directly named for the motorcycle attachment Sidecar. And it was commonly used back then. Uh, the Ritz Hotel in Paris claims the origin of the drink and... This is in uh, the first recipes appeared in 1922, and it's in the six basic drinks listed in uh, David Embury's The Fine Art of Mixing Drinks. Uh, so it's a pretty 
pretty good drink there, and it is one of the more challenging drinks for bartenders because of the portions of ingredients is more difficult to balance for the liquors of variable sweetnesses. So we also picked that because of the transportation. We've gone from no block explorers to block explorers to airports to flights. Now we have trains coming in into play, and it's difficult for the developers to balance everything. So we're just trying to tie the transportation that's coming out and uh, this next cocktail. There's going to I don't think there's going to be any more transportation released this year, but it was a real cool honor to get to pick the name of the next release for uh, for Upland. Yeah, and apparently Sex on the Beach was not an appropriate name for a cocktail. I'm sorry, guys. I tried. <laughs> tried. <laughs> so Sidecar it is pretty awesome that we got to, uh, to name and announce it. Super big honor. Um, much, much love to the Upland team for letting us do that and share that with you. So you now, everyone here on the call, you are on the call. That's a work. Anyway, anyone here on the podcast, you're hearing it here first. Uh, If you're live, you're the first people in Upland to uh, know the name of the next release, which is pretty cool, I think. And other UCN members here in the future will be given the same opportunity to uh, release, uh, pick names and release release them like this. So it's, Looking forward to all that and all the other UCN members to get that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So don't forget, yeah, we've won. This is officially our longest one. But, yes, don't forget to check out the folks at Upland, dailyuplander.com, uplandworld.me, thehalloween.upland.li. What else is out there? You're going to put all these links in the thing, right? I can't even keep track of them. Yeah, I got to start putting those in the links in the in the description. Slacker. <laughs> you know what would really help all of this? UPX <gasps> podcast website. What? That would really help. It would centralize and, everything. And Bibby, yeah, we're, we're slacking. We need to get we need to just get some more people on staff. Eh? I got to get a MetaMask so I can get the dot crypto from Bibbing, and uh, he and then we gotta gotta log into my other account so we can take the Upland Podcast website that he got us for once again the most famous nursery out there for twenty. Buena uh, Vista. Buena Herba. Yeah. Herbal. Buena. I don't know. <laughs> I checked. I got. I checked my wallet. I got the uh, the NFT. Looks super cool. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Pretty stoked about it. Awesome. So, yes. although I'm not going to lie with a name like that, I considered burning it just so I could be cool. Like the other people in podcasts. <laughs> no. no. Oh, no. geez. Yerba Buena. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Let's see. Let's see. BCH. Try and pronounce that. In your <laughs> no, sorry. I'm not going to start beef with other podcasts. That's not, we're not big enough yet. And then don't forget to check out the, uh, Brothers at Upland Central, always putting together great videos there. Uh, Upland Data, and uh, I'm, I'm losing people here. Oh, geez, Upland Action News and the 
uh, UCN, Nietzsche and his UCN. A lot of great content out there. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, make sure you're subscribing, liking, leaving reviews for all of this, leaving comments yeah, and no retweeting. One's listening anymore. No one's they're like, yeah, we got the last piece. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. They got the big <laughs> announcement. So Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Brett is informing me that Yerba Buena is actually peppermint, but often referred as marijuana in Spanish slang. Interesting. There you go. If you stay till the end, you now know um, Spanish slang for marijuana or proper Spanish for peppermint. You learn something every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, T. Davis, you got anything else for our listeners tonight? I just want to reiterate that uh, get over to the um, to Mars's channel and take a look at his, his event. It's, it's pretty awesome. His NFTs are incredible, the art that they do there. So, yeah, just get over there, buy some properties, and enter into that into that event. That's all I got for you. Yeah, and if you want to be on a, a future podcast, you have something that you want to plug, you want to come, you know, just uh, talk some, some game theory, talk about what's happening um, in your world or how your experience has been, um, hit up me or too stupid to win. And, uh, you know, we, we'd love to have, you know, some variety of different guests at different levels. doesn't matter if you're a, a visitor or uh, an executive, just, you know, let's, we'll, we want to hear from you. All right. With that, everybody have a great week. Look forward to talking to you next week. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in